You're listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. Bridges is a house church movement meeting in homes all across Music City. To find a house church near you or to find other ways to support or get involved, go to bridgesnashville.com. Well, hey, friends, Pastor Curtis here coming to you from my studio in Nashville, Tennessee, for a special series of podcasts that'll be a little bit different for us here at Bridges Nashville. But hey, then again, what isn't different these days? Uh, 2020 and 2021 has certainly brought its share of uh, differences, but that also means opportunities. And so usually for the podcast, what we do is we air the message from the previous weekend. Well, if you are a part of Bridges Nashville or you tuned in this weekend, you know that for the month of January, we're actually doing a series called Win the Day. It's with our parent church, National Community Church. It's based off a book by our parent church's lead pastor, Mark Batterson. The book is called Win the Day. It's an incredible read. I'm about halfway through it right now. And so for the month of January, that's going to be our teaching series, Win the Day. Uh, Mark Batterson is a pastor and an author in D.C., and on the National Community Church podcast. Now, once again, National Community Church is our parent church here at Bridges. And what that basically means is exactly what it sounds like. Uh, We are a church that launched out from another church in D.C. And so we have a strong relationship with our friends in Washington. And uh, so if you want to catch that podcast, you can go to the National Community Church podcast and catch it. Or if you want to tune into any of the Bridges Nashville social feeds, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, uh, you can catch the message from this weekend. Encourage you to do that. But what we're going to do over these next four weeks is we're going to do what I call side dish. Uh, It's not the main course, that's the weekend, but a side dish is something that's going to help you in your walk with Jesus. And these are going to be conversations a la carte, so to speak. Today we're talking about fasting. Now, yesterday we kicked off a season, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. And in January, at the start of a year, you usually see quite a few churches doing a fast together. Why? Well, January is just a natural time that we all reset in our uh, bodies, in our minds, kind of a calendar switch, a mental switch, if you will, preparing us for the rest of the year. And so uh, you'll see the gyms packed, you'll see diet plans, you'll see uh, self-help books hit the shelves, and all that's great, but we know that by the end of January, those gyms have kind of thinned out a little bit. People aren't so uh, keen on their diet plans, and uh, those self-help books are still on the shelves. But something's different when it comes to the Christian life. Uh, We call it discipline. Now, to be a disciple of Christ, you have to have these disciplines. It's the root word of disciple. So what are some of the Christian disciplines? Well, obviously, we know the Ten Commandments. Uh, It's almost a moral code that we live by. Uh, Those are just the blueprint of life that God gave to the Israelites, uh, and he gave them to Moses to give uh, to the nation of Israel in the book of Exodus. So, you know, we see the Ten Commandments, but we also have these rhythms, right? Prayer, worship, reading the Word of God, uh, living in community, living out these one another lifestyles that we see in the New Testament, almost 60 of them to be exact. And fasting is one of these disciplines that I think gets a bad rap. Uh, A lot of people don't participate in fasting simply because they don't know much about it. And so today I want to talk about the how and why of fasting. I have a six-year-old son. His name is Moses. 
Now, he doesn't fast, obviously, at this age, but he is obsessed with Mario Kart. Oh, he started playing Mario Kart on the Wii about six months ago, and he wasn't very good. I mean, you know, he came in 11th or 12th place out of 12 places. And uh, he started to really love racing and all things Mario Kart. In fact, for Christmas, he asked for a bunch of Mario Kart action figures. I didn't even know they existed because the game came out 10 years ago, but they're still here. And he is obsessed with Mario Kart. He wants to play all day. I have to limit his time on the Nintendo Wii or else he would be glued to it 24-7. When he wakes up, he literally comes up to me and says, Dad, on that one level on Mario Kart, did you know that there's a shortcut? And he asks questions all day long. In fact, we just discovered there's some YouTube videos with some shortcuts on the Mario Kart tracks. And so... When he's not playing, he asked to watch these videos on YouTube. The kid is six years old, right? But now he's coming in first place and second place in all of his races. He is really good at Mario Kart. Why? Because he spent some time studying the game. Maybe you see where I'm going here. When we want to get better at living, we need to study the game plan. Uh, We have the Bible. We have access to the Father through Christ and with the power of the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't we spend more time in His presence? See, that's what fasting is really all about. And so as I talk about the how and why, I want you to realize that it's not so much about fasting, right? The point isn't just fasting. The point is to spend more time with God. So don't get lost in the method. Get lost in His presence. So first, I want to ask the question, why do we fast? Well, first and foremost, it's something that we see all throughout the Bible. In the Old Testament, we see amazing examples of God's people fasting. You know, David did a fast when his son with Bathsheba was on his deathbed. Uh, Daniel did an epic fast when he was presented with the king's choice food. He said, no, I'm not going to go that route. Give me a chance to prove myself here. And he did a fast. And that's where we get the Daniel fast, where he does, you know, only fruits and veggies. And he comes out on the other end of that looking way better than uh, the people who ate of the king's food. It's in the book of Daniel. Go figure. Uh, There's also examples of the prophets fasting, right? Nehemiah and Ezra. And they were fasting for a specific time and for a specific purpose. So we have lots of examples in the Old Testament of fasting. But we also see examples in the New Testament, right? It says in the book of Acts, I believe it's chapter 14, where where Paul uh, was fasting, being led by the Holy Spirit. And of course, in uh, Luke chapter 4, when Jesus goes into the wilderness, before his ministry really begins, he spends 40 days fasting. And with everything in the Christian life, we need to first look at what Jesus has to say on the subject. And Jesus actually gives us a couple guidelines when it comes to fasting. In in Matthew chapter 6, verse 16, it says, Whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. Now, in this passage in Matthew 6, 16, Jesus was saying, don't fast for show and don't do it for the wrong reasons. You see, like many things, the hypocrites had the right method, but they had the wrong motivation. You know, three things that we see uh, Jesus almost condemning in their actions were how they prayed, how they fasted, and how they gave. 
You know, they prayed with these big pompous words to show their piety, right? The way that they fasted was in public and they disfigured themselves and let everybody know we are fasting. Look at us. We are holier than thou. And even in the way that they gave, they did it for the wrong motivation. Jesus is saying, look, when you're fasting, don't do it like the hypocrites. You know, don't do it for show. Uh, You know, I've seen sometimes where people have uh, entered into a fast and they want to tell everybody and, you know, make a big deal about it. And Jesus is saying, don't do it like that. In fact, he says uh, to almost do it in secret, right? Don't do it for the wrong reasons. You got to check your motivation as with everything. You know, if you give of your tithes and offerings only for the sole fact to receive, you know, the Bible clearly tells us that when we give, it's a way of testing God and that he'll open up the windows of heaven when we trust him with our finances. But if you're only giving your tithes to receive that blessing and not out of the sheer love, worship and obedience to the father, then you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. And when you're fasting, if you're just doing it to put on a big show and to show everyone in the world how uh, pious you are, uh, you're probably doing it for the wrong reasons. So why do we do it? Well, it's something that we see Jesus do, and it's something that we see all throughout the Bible. The second reason I would say is to simply hear from the Lord, right? Fasting is shutting out the noise in our lives. It's about not only subtracting, but also addition, right? Fasting is saying no to the flesh so that we can say more yes to the spirit. And so when we take something out of our lives, it's so important not to just leave that space empty, but to fill it with something that's going to add quite literally to our lives. So if you're fasting a meal uh, every single day, what are you doing in that lunch hour that's going to grow your spirit life, right? Whether that's reading the Bible, spending that time in prayer, listening to a worship album, or going out and serving somebody. And I will say this right here and now, you know, we're doing reading plans every single month And the January reading plan has us going through the entire book of Psalms, and then it's jumping around a little bit to the Old and New Testament with different prayers that we see throughout the scripture. Man, if you're not a part of a reading plan, it's so easy these days to join a Bible reading plan. I love the YouVersion app, so check that out. Join a reading plan that's gonna stretch you in your faith. I'd encourage you to join our reading plan at Bridges Nashville. You can do that simply by going to bridgesnashville.com slash January and clicking on the link that's provided. So what are you adding when you subtract during a season of fasting? And listen, it says in the book of Jeremiah that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So once again, the point of fasting isn't just to cut out food or a distraction in your life. The point of fasting is to spend more time with the Father. So why do we fast? We see it in scripture. Uh, It's to hear from the Lord. And it's not twisting the Lord's arm. It's actually just opening the door of our hearts and our minds in an intentional way to hear from God. I believe God is always speaking. The problem is that we're not always listening or we're not always in tune with the Holy Spirit. Now, the second question is, how do we fast? And here's where I want to be careful. It's different for everyone. Oswald Chambers once said, let God be as original with other people as he is with you. 
So there's not just one way to pray, right? There's not just one way to worship or even one way to read the Bible. Uh, It's true about fasting as well. There are many different ways to fast. Obviously, in the scripture, the main way that we see is fasting food. And you can do this a myriad of different ways. Uh, You can fast a meal on a particular day. Uh, I've done fasts where I've cut out meats and sweets. I've done fasts where I've cut out all food and strictly gone to a liquid diet. Of course, there's the Daniel fast that we referenced earlier with just fruits and vegetables uh, for this particular 21 days. And again, this is not to uh, make myself sound any more spiritual than anyone that's listening. Trust me, I am uh, on a journey and I'm a work in progress. But uh, during these 21 days, I've decided to go kind of from sunup to sundown and uh, not have any food during that stretch of time. And again, it's not just about subtracting, right? It's about adding. And so I'm making sure that there are intentional moments throughout the day where I'm spending time in the Word, spending time in prayer, and even reading books that are going to stretch my faith. So how do we fast? Well, fasting food is an obvious way to do that. And I also want to put the caveat out there. If you're going to fast food, you know your triggers, you know your danger zones. If you struggle with maybe an eating disorder, I would look at possibly doing another type of fast, right? And that's where we have a few different methods. Uh, Fasting TV. Now listen, this may not sound very spiritual, but according to Statista, the average person in the U.S. spent two hours and 46 minutes watching TV in 2020. Okay, that's a lot of screen time. And I don't know about you, but if you decided to fast television for a season, that opens up a lot of time and a lot of opportunity to spend with God in his presence. So you can fast TV. You can fast social media. Two hours and 24 minutes on social media in 2020. That is what the studies tell us. And among 16 to 24-year-olds, that actually jumps to about three hours a day. We know that social media can bombard every moment of every single day. It's a weapon of mass distraction, right? And so if you decide to fast social media, that opens up a lot of time to spend with the Lord. You have to fast something that is taking your focus and energy away from spending time with God. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. So what is a distraction in your life that you can eliminate? Once again, the point is not to fast, it's to spend time with God. So don't get lost in the method, get lost in his presence. And when you're fasting, be intentional on how you pray, right? Write down your prayers even, keep a prayer journal. I would pray specifically and intentionally. Be praying over people. You know, we're in January, and so obviously you can pray for this year. I believe God can sometimes give us a word for the year or a verse for the year. My word for 2021 is creativity. Uh, Nothing magic or super spiritual about that. I just felt like the Lord was impressing on me to go deeper in my creativity, to trust Him with more creative ideas. And so I'm spending time in these 21 days asking God to give me downloads from heaven, asking God to stretch me in my creativity. So what is a word that you can have for the year? What is a verse that you can have for the year? Full disclosure, I don't have that just yet. I'm spending time reading and asking God to give me something to focus on in my prayer life. And here's the cool thing. Studies tell us that 21 days are needed to establish a habit. 
Now that study is debated and sometimes confirmed, but regardless, 21 days of practicing something intentionally, that's going to start a habit in your life. And I think as the people of God, what better habit can we have than spending time in the presence of God, spending time with intentional prayer, spending time in the word. So be specific on how you pray. I would even encourage you, pray over our nation right now. You guys know uh, what's happening. If you've spent any time watching the news, you know that these are not easy and quiet days for our country. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of political turmoil. There's a lot of uh, just arguing out there. So let's be praying for our country. Let's be praying for our leaders. Let's be praying for our city. Hey, the city of Nashville has gone through it over this last 12 months, right? We've had a tornado. We've had the COVID stuff, sometimes being the number one hotspot for coronavirus in the country. On Christmas Day, we had a bombing downtown. We can be praying for our city, pray for our community. You know, whether you're listening and you're a part of Bridges Nashville or you're listening from another church community, pray for your church, pray for your pastors, pray for your leaders, pray for your family. You know, are are there people in your family that haven't been open to the gospel? Pray intentionally for them over these next 21 days and write down your prayers. I think it's so powerful when we keep a prayer journal and we can go back and see the track record of God's faithfulness, how he answered prayers in certain seasons and how he stretched us in our faith. Be intentional about reading the word during your fast. Listen, Jesus said in Matthew 4, 4, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. There's something about a rhythm and discipline of reading the Bible. And as we're fasting, you can definitely fill that time with getting into the word of God. I would encourage you once again to join a reading plan. Uh, Check out the one that we have at bridgesnashville.com. So we've talked about the why, we've talked about the how, and I just encourage you in some way to step into this season of fasting. And uh, last piece of advice, don't get discouraged if you don't hear specifically from the Holy Spirit during these 21 days. Uh, There's been times where I fasted and I felt like God gave me a specific answer to a question or I felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to go out and do something or I've gotten these grand creative ideas. I can look back on epic years of my life and tie it back to when I fasted in January, seeking God intentionally. But then there have been seasons of fasting where I didn't hear anything. And I just wanna encourage you, don't get discouraged what we're doing when we fast, what we're doing when we spend intentional seasons seeking the heart of God is we're setting the stage of our life to let that be a rhythm of our life. Listen, if all you did at the end of 21 days was spend an extra hour with God every day, I would chalk that up as a win. You're spending more time with God, the creator of the universe. And you may not hear something during these 21 days, but you may hear something in April or May or September. And I guarantee you, when a team wins a championship, it's not so much about that game. It's about the 12 to 20 games that led up to that, right? And so I believe this is just setting the stage of your life to hear from God. Well, let me just say a quick prayer to close out our time today. Lord, we just thank you that we can draw near to your presence. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the resurrection. We thank you that because of Jesus, we can come into your presence and draw near to the throne of grace. 
We thank you for your Holy Spirit that is our uh, communication pipeline to you, God, that we can pray in the Spirit, that we can live by the Spirit. Lord, I pray for anyone right now who's exploring fasting for the very first time. Would you strengthen them and encourage them with the hope of Christ? Lord, would you help us to draw near to your heart to spend more time in your presence, not just for these 21 days, but for the remainder of this year and throughout our lives, would we make it a practice and a habit to be with you? We love you, Lord. We bless you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Bridges Nashville podcast. To stay up to date on everything going on at Bridges, you can find us online at facebook.com slash Bridges Nashville or at Bridges Nashville on Instagram.